and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Rye. And today we talked with Cindy. More to come after these messages. Uh, after these messages, okay. Yeah. Welcome Just... to the Lost Frequency Podcast. We are here to offer you a brand new toaster. <laughs> I don't know. To get 15% off, please type in the code TLF. <laughs> exactly. We're just trying to we're trying to get some future marketing and practice in, I guess. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. So, Ryan, you got a question? Well, I, not necessarily a question, but what's your thoughts in time travel? I think that we can go future. In the, I think we can go forward, but I don't think we can go back. You don't think you can go back? No. Interesting. Interesting. I I actually believe we can go back. And not forward. I didn't, that I don't know, but I believe we can go back. I want to go into the future and see what happens to white people. <laughs> like do we all just become beige and that, no one that's what crap? i think i was like okay yes that's I, you're supposed to let me answer that i, I was like i didn't know and then you steal it you're like you need steal to it from me right you, you you are the big foot between us maybe you should practice your mind speak oh Jesus. that way i know if you're gonna answer or not yeah to the to the rake to the rake, yes, the rakes, we're very perceptive of Bigfoot mind speech. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're going to all be beige. I think that's the eventual kind of thing where it's just going to all level out at this kind of like olive beige yeah, color. Yeah, we're all going to look like Jennifer Lopez. Possibly. Yeah, because I, I want a booty like that. Oh, I, you, oh, I don't. No, thank you. You don't want a Jennifer Lopez booty? No, I'm a guy. I, 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 don't, I don't want this big ass booty coming I through. Do. And, I do. I want a place to like put my coffee mug on. You know what I mean? I'm busy. But, you know, you're out in the field. You see a Bigfoot. You got coffee in your hand. Where you put it on your Jennifer Lopez booty? Uh, fair enough. Okay, so time no. travel. Yeah, time travel. So, in, so in, he, in here, here's some examples. Aspect? Here's some examples. Uh, so we're talking in and, and again, I'm not going to be specific on like dates and times and locations, but there was in a um, I think it was a Chinese uh, tomb, like an ancient tomb, where they found what you could easily say is a Swiss watch. And oh. it was like a carving of a Swiss, a small, tiny, like almost the size of like, like, you know, they, they used to have like, well, I'm sure they still do. It's like called ring the something, watches. something mechanism, isn't it? No, no, no. Th- that's different. That's, that's a different a, thing? That's okay. Different. All right. Yeah. So th- th- this was an actual, it looked identical. It was like a stone carving of a watch. And it had a face on it with dials, like, uh, not dials, but like uh, hands, a face and hands on it. And it, I think it said something like Swiss on. It looks like it said Swiss or it's something along that line. And it looked, it was about the size of a ring watch, you know, like where people have like, some people have those watches that are actually rings, but this one, and it had, you know, like those metal, you know, like the metal um, bracelets that are on the watches and they yes. have like the, the links. The armbands. Yeah. yeah. And they have the links on them, right? Like a metal. Link. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like. It was carved exactly like that. Now I'm going to, I'm going to share this picture um, I have an idea for a conspiracy. No. It just popped in my head. I don't know why. But okay, let me con- keep continuing. Sure, sure. So just, then there just, was. Uh, put that one in the back okay, corner. Okay, so. Neat. But uh, there was this um, other individual who was, I believe it was in Vancouver when it was a building or unveiling of a bridge. And this individual was wearing these sunglasses and had this 
you know, like graphic type T-shirt, which was way ahead of its time. It, it, that kind of things did not belong. Oh, yeah, like a Jordan T-shirt. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a Jordan. It was more of like a, like a letter, like maybe like a oh, school or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, other ones? Jerry West. Okay. Yeah. Another one was uh, Charlie Chaplin. Oh. If you've ever seen the one where there is a woman, she's walking in the background, and it looks like she's talking on some sort of phone, some sort of uh, mobile device. You have to send me that one because I love Charlie Chaplin. Okay, yeah, it, it is, and I can't remember the name of it. I'm, you know, all we gotta, we just have to Google it. And yeah, we'll find it like sure that. we'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that one. Then there's the one at the Mike Tyson fight, and okay, this is early Mike Tyson fight where there is someone in the audience, and it looks like they have an iPhone, like a large iPhone or like a you know like a, a Galaxy white phone. And they're holding this up and like a digital camera and taking pictures. And this is before. Whoa, way so somebody before. went back in time and wanted to see Mike Tyson kick someone's butt. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? No. No. I, I'd want to go back to the beginning of creation and see what happened. Okay. Yeah. So, so where would you go? Where would you go in time? Oh, man. Well, I, can I pick up people on the way? No. You can visit that people. Sucks, dude. You can visit people. This isn't Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where you're going and collecting them in a, D- in a phone D- booth and bringing D- them back to give them. Dude, I want to get Socrates. And I want to go. <laughs> I don't know. That, I haven't even thought of that. And oh, God, who would. I mean, the first. I guess I'd want to go back and see Jesus, to be honest with you. Okay. That's the first thing that pops in my head to see what that really was all about. Okay. You Interesting. Know what I mean? To get a real eyewitness account to like the Sermon on the Mound or whatever and just really see what that whole thing is about and why it holds such deep. You know, like uh, meaning for people. Reverence. Yeah, and like, what, what is it? What's it all about? That's just the first thing that popped in my head, but I'm sure I'd have a better example. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, what about you? Where would you go? Couple. A okay. couple. Yeah. Uh, you, this is what you do. So you don't watch sports. No. Right. So you sit around thinking about. You are okay. You you, you said yeah, so, you, you wave the dork flag. Oh, right? of course. Okay. Proudly. I, I'm the weirdo flag, so we know. Okay. Dork and weirdo. Yeah. That's 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 the podcast. That's the podcast spinoff. That's the Melrose Place of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so where would you go i would want to go talk with tesla nicholas oh tesla. wow that's a great answer yeah man that guy like i i was just watching a short little documentary about him and oh, you, can... you know about him where he he thought he was talking he thought he was from venus you know and he was talking he believed he was talking with venetians which would be the people from venus not the people from venice no no because they're also different, Venetians, completely right? different. Are they also Venetians too? Uh, no, no. Maybe it's Venetian blinds. <laughs> He's talking for the people of Venetian blinds. No, they were like no. a, they were, the Venetians were a like a Venezuelan, sea bearing, no, a sea bearing like civilization. Okay. But well, you never know. Maybe Venus was considered something along that line. That's so weird. he had yeah. the device that he was sending. He was broadcasting um, out into the ethos. Uh huh. The yes. What do you want to call ether. it? Ether. Ether. Yeah. The ether. Ether. Okay. Ethos. Yeah. Ether. Yeah. And he was receiving back do information. You, know, do you do know the best way to talk to Tesla is to turn yourself into a pigeon first, right? Why is that? Because he was like obsessed with pigeon. Oh, interesting. Pigeons, excuse me. And everything had to be in three. His room was like, I read a whole thing on him. Okay. Like three, three, three. All his food had to be in like like 300 grams. Like yeah. He was like, because he said if you knew the relation between three, six, three, six and, nine, and nine, then you would know the secrets of the universe. Yes, exactly. So that's so. a very interesting one. All right, who else? So that one? Then, strangely enough, actually, Hitler. Mm. I, I can translate for you. What's sorry? I can talk to Hitler. That's so funny. <laughs> I could actually literally go in the time machine and be like, so Hitler, what's uh, what's crack-a-lockin'? Yeah. And really what? talk to him. <laughs> yeah, and, and really say, like, 
That's crazy. I never thought of that. Yeah. I could get in a time machine, go back to Hitler and be like, yo, Hitler, what's up your ass? Yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Exactly. You know, and, and to find out why he was really doing what he was doing. Ooh. Like, like, why did you feel the euthanasia or I don't know if it's euthanasia or just like the decimation of the, the Jewish population? Oh, I thought you were talking about the young people in Asia. Mm-hmm. And or why, why did you why did you do what you did? You might have been possessed, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, and then lastly, I want to see how the pyramids were built. That's a good one, too. Yeah. And, and Well, can we, like, okay, so if I go and talk to Jesus, I can give you the, the uh, you know, the lowdown, right? And so I can give you the, my lowdown? Right. So we can, like... Because I, I, I think the pyramids predate Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, By yeah. Far. Oh, easily, easily. I think they predate... What they've been originally stated to oh, what, three thousand five hundred yeah. years ago, like it, BS. It, it, it wasn't a tomb. No, the pyramids were not a They're tomb. They're not a tomb. They did not find. Like, why did they have the Valley of the Kings, where all the tombs are? And then they said, no, the pyramids were tombs. No, they weren't, dude. You could tell me that you just that the pyramids were a place where you store Plato, and that would be much more of believable. Much more believable than now, a place where you just ha- put one dude in or whatever. Now. Let me say this, actually. Nothing for Plato? So, sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, no, no, it didn't do it for me. All right, sure. But, so, could they have been repurposed to be tombs? Yeah. Like, a very common, um, in in Mexico, they were, like, in Palenque, um, I think it's, like, where they had the jade masks. That was where one of the, you know, one of the kings, or the, I don't want to say kings, I, I I'm messing up on mine, but that's where he was buried, you know, and the mm-hmm. Red Queen was buried as well. Right. Um, now, were they buried there? Was it built for them to be a tomb or was it already pre-built and then they were buried within that? Yeah, I think that's the same thing. Okay, the, the Like taken the, over like the Sphinx, maybe <clears throat> like, you know, how they changed the face on the I Sphinx. Think the, in my I opinion. think the Great Pyramid is called, uh, I think it's also uh, also named uh, Khafre's Pyramid. Khafre, I think okay. that was the name of the... And I think they only found his marking somewhere on top of something somewhere. And there's really no... Kind of like graffiti almost. Yeah, in a way. It's pretty much. It exactly. that was, that's a great way of describing yeah. it. And uh, so, of course, I, Coff- I don't know. Coffrey was here. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, eat a Joe's. Anyhow, yeah. Rye. For a good time. Rye, how do our listeners find us? Oh. Oh, well, okay, actually, they, they, they already, our, know, our they our already listen, know who we are. They know found where us. To find us. Yeah, They're actually yeah. found us. Well, they know where to find us. Okay, what can our listeners do to help us, Rye? Ah, that's a better question. Now, our listeners, what you can do to help us is subscribe. You know, hit that ding, ding, subscribe button. Follow. Follow the leader. Yeah. Follow the leader, leader, leader. Terrible. Okay. Um, So they can, you know, subscribe to our podcast. You listen to it, just subscribe. It gets better. Trust me, it gets better. Um, (laughs) I I think think Rai's pep talking himself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you can do that, you know, and then... If you like what you hear, if you stumbled upon us and you like what you hear, join our Facebook group, you know, and get in with the conversation, post whatever you want. Uh, You know, if you have any ideas, if you have any experiences, you have any thoughts, you know, shoot them to us through email. Yeah, any feedback. Yeah, through, and our email is thelostfrequencypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact me privately on Facebook at Tom Franklin. Or Rye Voss. And just uh, send me a... You know, send me a little thing. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, I'm a because you know a lot of people are like we've always said, just people who they're trying to come out of the the shadows of ridicule 
you can come to me completely anonymously, and I promise you that I would never say to anybody, especially your bosses, your mom or your wife, that you, you know, uh, got a popsicle from Bigfoot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I would be telling the world if I got a popsicle from Bigfoot, I'd be telling the world. Oh, dude, a Bigfoot fudgesicle? I bet you that's good. Yeah, I but bet it might you. be made from poopy. Just <laughs> you never know. But and, you know, so by doing all that, you just might find yourself on the lost frequency where we bring the periphery in the focus. All right, on the Lost Frequency podcast today, we are joined with Cindy. Cindy, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and tell, oh, and that's a a little bit of horn here in Mexico, and tell our listeners where they can find you and a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, my name is Cindy Gebrek. Um, I have a, not really a group, I had a group, but I'm solo now. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Cindy and Bueno, B-U-E-N-O, Good Break. Um, and then I have a Facebook page under Sasquatch Sisters Northwest. I currently live in North Idaho, um, close to the Canadian border. And I have lived on my property since 2004, but prior to moving up here from, um, I moved from East Texas and I married, I have two children. I started uh, researching in 1999 when a lot of y'all were still in Pampers. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I was raised in South Texas and and my grandfather, you know, they had a ranch and, you know, all that stuff, hunted and all that stuff. Um, and then when I moved to Texas, I met my husband and he's um, army. He's retired now. Um, we have two children. And in, when I was young, I saw the Patty Gimlin film and it just, I never forgot about it. Not that I went, did a lot of camping or anything. Um, but I remember that film had an impact on my whole life. Like I would, I would refuse to go into the woods. I didn't realize this until later in life. Um, that film just, and so then when I moved to to Dallas, and when we got married, we lived out east of Dallas, and um, in Texas, they have an area called the Big Thicket. Well, it's different areas, and. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize how wooded and vast Texas is, especially with this, these these creeks and these, you know, these woods. Like Austin, Texas, Houston goes into the Piney Woods up into Louisiana. You've heard all, of all these crazy encounters on the Texas-Louisiana border. So when, when we were living in... Uh, by Lake Tawakini, um, where the family still has a, a place down there. Um, I was horrified in 1999 when I started um, looking online. I found some different research groups like the BFRO. The, there's one called the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research, GCBRO organization. And I, I hooked up with some people that are some, some of the greats in the the industry, the Bigfoot world, whatever. And these people grew up with the uh, Sasquatch, or as, as they say in the South, the boogers on their ranches. And their grandfathers grew up with them. 
you know, and they had other names. You know, this is before Bob Gimlin's time. We're talking like the turn of the century, you know, great-grandfather. So there was these, you know, so one, Kumbo, I don't know if you've heard of Kumbo. He knows a lot. He used to work for NASA. He understands frequency and numbers and, you know, ranges and all the stuff that I couldn't even explain to you. So for five years, we researched out in the big woods of different locations. We had some locations that we went to consistently. And then when my husband got transferred up here, we, um, he came first and my, my kids were little, um, and I had a career and everything and I had something happen to me in the big thicket. I'm trying to think where the Boykin Springs, that's what it's called Boykin Springs. Um, I was hit up with infrasound so bad. I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't move for like 30 seconds. And there's a whole story behind that, but um, that right there, it was pretty bad because we would get sick afterwards. Like when we would get hit up, we, we would get um, stunned. We would be disoriented, nauseous for like hours. Um, but I had something happen to me up here where I was sick for like two weeks. So I don't know. I can't explain that. I don't know. I have no other explanation for it. But, um, so that's how, how I got into it. Um, and so when I came up here, I told my husband, cause he was looking for a place up here. I stayed back in Dallas and, um, he was looking for a house. And I said, whatever you do, you do not get a house in the woods. I don't care. We're not, I'm, I'm done researching. And he's like, he's not into this topic. So he doesn't care if there's woods or not. Well, I mean, he likes the trees, but he doesn't care that I'm thinking this because he doesn't, he wasn't aware of everything that I'd gone through because I didn't tell him everything because um, he just didn't want to hear it. So that's how I ended up here to North Idaho. And that is when it got crazy. Okay. Well, so the infrasound, I've heard that a lot of people say that it's possible that they think they're being hit by some form of radiation. Do you think that might be the case? Or what is your what, what is your, your gut instinct on what that is? Or like, what was your experience with it? Like the actual, like, how did you know it was infrasound? Like, can you tell our listeners what that feeling was? Not like the after effects when you're feeling all nauseous and everything, but like when it first happens, is there something that triggers it that you're just like, or you're frozen? Can you go into a little more detail about that? Yes. So, so now I know, but of course back then I didn't know what was happening, but, um, Kumbo did, and that's not his real name. It's Tim. I forgot his last name. Um, Tim Baker, but a lot of people know him in this industry. Um, so when you start experiencing infrasound or when they are trying to stop you, they can use, um, so what happens is that you, like with me at least, and it's happened back here on the right side of my property, multiple people have gotten sick and you begin to feel um, dizzy. You begin to feel disoriented and you lose cognizance of simple tasks. They can um, confuse you. That's on the lighter end or on the, the deeper end, they can just hit you up 
and you are frozen. So what happened to me in East Texas is we I was with my group that I always researched with, Kumbo and Bear, and um, they are known as the Bigfoot Outlaws, or they were back in the day. They were very popular um, because of all their knowledge. So what happened in Texas was I was with a group of, I don't know, 15 or 18 people. I don't know. But we went to this area um, at Boykin Springs, and we had been there over and over many times. And we must have gotten there and something was going on with them. I don't know, because there was a lot of us and some of us had like night vision and, um, you know, they were seen in the woods and bear was chased out to his truck. Like one actually chased him to his truck. And, um, me, I was standing in, in the, the, like not, not the tree line, but I was standing in this is thick woods with more woods than this. And I could see some people like out there in the woods. And all of a sudden I was just, I was just like frozen. And I remember looking at my friend and my eyes stayed like that. And I was looking at her and I couldn't move. And this wasn't like where they're trying to confuse you. This was just bam, really fast. And I was just standing there. And that's when I say that was bad. They just stunned me for like 30 seconds and I could not move. And Kelly, like my friend Kelly, she was another female researcher. She was standing in front of me. And I remember I was like trying to, you know, I couldn't even talk. My vocals were suspended, everything. And finally, I mean, it was so obvious. I was released that I dropped to the ground and I was like, I was like, what happened? And then the next thing I, I know, we're leaving. I blocked out a lot of stuff that night. So there's differences in infrasound um, where they, they just hit you up and you're just like, you can't move like that incident or where you can feel it like coming on and you're like, like, for example, when I was back here, I have a fence line because we had horses. So I was standing back there and then... Um, for some reason, there's something about that area back there. I don't know. But um, I was standing back there, and I felt like this confusion coming on. And I, I couldn't figure out how to get back to my house. So I had to remember. And I, I told them to stop. I said, stop. do Stop hitting me up with this. Like, what's your point? I'm leaving. But I was confused and, like, dazed. And I, I found the, the fence line. And I knew, and I concentrated on it and I turned around and I had to find my house and then I just walked straight to my house. And then once I got out of the, the area where they didn't want me in, I was fine. And I was like, so there's various variations that they can, that they can, uh, confuse you or just hit you up. You know, there's different levels and then the effects can be lasting. Um, now forgot you mentioned the radiation. Um, it's weird that you mentioned that because something else happened to me. I was on my four wheeler and I can just go up the mountain right here. Go, there's like so much land up here. I'm close to Montana. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of, you know, where I can go and ride my four wheeler. There's this one area that me and my partner had found at the time she was my partner and we called it the longhouse. Um, we found this area of massive structures, 
There's no way that they were natural. Um, and we, we always ask, we, you know, like if we can go inside their home or what it's like, if someone were to come in, come into your home and you don't want them to, uh, it's a sign of respect, you know, respect, respect. I can't, I cannot say that enough uh, in any situation when you are trying to find out more or to connect with them. Now, when we climbed into their house, cause we got so excited and like a, like a dummy, I totally forgotten. Uh, there was like an entrance and I called in there and I stood up and I've got pictures and I sh I'll send them to you. But, um, I was standing up in there and we were all just like taking pictures and then we left and then not even two days later, she was sick. I was sick for like two weeks and this other person, and I want to give her credit. Her name is Jessica Jones. Have you heard of her? I, I, I know, I know the, I know the comic book character, Jessica Jones, but I don't know uh, the person Jessica Jones. Okay. Well, she is known, um, for her remote viewing capacities and skills. She's a friend of mine. She remote viewed what happened to us that day. And she said that we, that we were hit up with radiation poisoning. Wow. But I think that's tied to the, I think that's tied to the infrastructure. Right. And that's crazy. Cause no one, no, no one's ever talked, talked about that. And I said, radiation poisoning. And I was like, and it didn't click, but I, there's gotta be something to that. But of course, I don't know anything about that. So yeah, that's, that's super interesting. Um, I've, I've heard it before. Cause I think it was Daryl Denton told us on episode four, I think it was, uh, he, he, he was saying he believes that it's radiation. Like they're somehow projecting this radiation when you, when you're, uh, um, perceiving this, uh, infrasound as you would describe it. Are you also hearing anything or are you noticing anything in the environment that's different or it's just a feeling? Nope. It's just like a, a lost. <clears throat> no, um, it, it's quiet. So like in that instance, I wasn't froze like at that time. We, I, I was fine. We left. It was like, uh, it was like later when, when we got sick, which wasn't even like the next day, which a lot of people say, well, then that's not infrasound. Well, we both were sick. She was throwing up. I was throwing up. And then we had to speak at this event. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, because we were so dizzy. I would get up, and it was like having vertigo, like 24-7. You can't lay down. You can't sit up. Both of us had this. I think she had it a little worse. So... On the receiving end, I would say it would be more than like 24 hours. And I don't know. I, I can only tie up to that because it happened to both of us. And we were both that sick. And, and I think that happened because we didn't respect them and we didn't go in their house. And in one of the pictures, I'm standing in, in the hut and it's massive. And you can see a black form staring down at me like, and it's like 10 feet tall. That's incredible. Didn't you, didn't you also recently, Cindy, didn't you also put some pictures up recently of some of the things you were finding around the area where you live? Um, yeah, I think so. Like footprints and things like that. Yes. Like 
yes, like a footprint and some like tree breaks and some things that I was seeing. I was like, very very interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually have those down there on my property. Um, I could probably walk back there, but I don't want to break up what we have here because down there things go. I'm not kidding you. I put up my phone to not my phone. I put up a camera to record the wildlife and I tell them I'm not putting this up for, I'm not putting this up for y'all. I'm, I'm trying to track a coyote that's, or something that's killing chickens. Who knows what it is? Um, some of our neighbors, I've had, like found four chickens this year back there, um, outside of this structure that has been torn down since. Um, and that's a whole other, I mean, other crazy story, but yeah, my whole back area back there, I have structures that have changed. And then we have other areas like the, the state land where we found the, the, these massive st- structures and, you know, you crawl in there and they're like interwoven and then stuff on the mountain. Yeah. There's stuff all over the place. Oh, wow. So, and, and so now you said that you've moved here. What are some of the experiences or, you know, uh, experiences that you've had now? Um, so when I was in East Texas and Southeast Oklahoma, have you, have you heard of Honobia, Oklahoma? No, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a very popular area. Um, and then, you know, down, down here, a lot of people know where that area is because it has a history of things that have happened there. Um, so when I was researching from 99 to 2004, I was mainly just, just flesh and blood, and I didn't know what they were. I didn't think they were apes, or I thought they were their own species of whatever. Um, that never sat well with me. People have different opinions on it, you know, which is totally fine. But when I moved up here, I because of what happened to me, that incident where I was um, stunned, and and I saw my friend Kelly, and I was so sick. I had also had some other encounters that were pretty scary. Like I was chased out on horseback and you could hear something flanking me. And it was clearly trying to chase me out of wherever I was up in the mountains in Oklahoma. So I've had things like that happen. But then we moved here onto this property and I was meant to be here. And I kicked and screamed. I did not want this house. It's beautiful. I mean, as you have, as you can see, um, and I'm under, I'm on under six acres. Um, so when we came up here, we brought our horses and our dogs and my kids were little. So the first thing I noticed, um, was hearing the new sounds. I would hear the elk bugle off the mountain. I could hear the wolves sit on my porch. Like that's freaking crazy. I saw my first moose, all these things I was learning. I was learning. The first thing that you have to learn is your environment. You have to learn all the sounds of the forest, all the animals, all the, the elements. You have to know everything um, because then you have to see at the things that are, that they will mimic. Oh, because I have been doing yeah, you have to learn all that first because then you can see a difference like when they'll try to mimic something. Right. You know, the and then and right. Yeah. So you have to like learn all that. And then I learned, you know, I've learned how to track and all the stuff like the animals up here, but that's not my specialty. So I just wanted to throw that in. Um, 
So some of the things I was noticing was um, sounds, the sounds. Like I said, that's the thing that I started learning. And I would get up really early and I would be outside because my husband would leave early and my son would leave. My older son was eight or nine and he went in, he would have to catch a bus two roads down. And I'm on like a two log, I'm like on a logging road. So we um, were sitting out here one morning and I started hearing my first howls off the mountain because Hoodoo Mountain is right there in front of me. And Everything bounces off. So I have like the perfect location to hear any kind of sounds. So I was hearing like the the sounds of the the what I call the morning routine. Like they always have sentinels, like lookouts. Um, at least I think so. And I've heard I've heard like the the male the 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 male one that was like obviously more, you know, more like ah, and then you could hear like the lookout calls like on the lower elevation so I started hearing a lot of that and it was always like early in the morning like in winter but here in summertime it gets early like at it gets light at like at 4 30 so it's not the same in summertime as it is in winter so that's another thing I noticed um I started noticing all the structures in the woods and I would walk all of my woods. I found my horse's manes were all messed with, and I don't have barbed wire. So they they were not braided, but messed with. And you could see their mane, I mean, their tail was like, someone had been playing with their hair like, like their tails were like that. And then I, and then we found footprints where I feed the horses. So those small things were starting to happen. And then it elevated to, once I knew that they were here. Um, because once you know and you experience, they know like that you are, know that they exist. And I think that wherever you go, wherever they are, once you are an experiencer, they will know. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what kind they are, good or bad. They will know. So I started noticing, like, those things first. And then my horses. And then, you know, we found prints, like, outside my window. And then um, and then it started getting really, really crazy. And, <clears throat> and um, my kids, you know, grew up here. And they they have seen my kids grow up. And my younger son, he seems to be a, a magnet for having encounters of weird things that are, like, attracted to him. Um, I started audio recording because my house had been slapped and, uh, you know, these other things that I would hear. You know, my kids would camp out in the woods and then they'd hear walking around um, and, you know, then the paranormal came into it where I had to start dealing with what the heck is going on here because my mountain is called Hoodoo Mountain. There is land spirits here. There is, you know, um, I, because I work with these tribes, I found out that the history here, there's elementals here, there's land spirits. 
There is, um, there's an ancient being that demands respect. And if you don't respect this ancient being who, um, I don't even know how to, you know, like, what is that? It, is it, is that a, is that an elder or is that something of the universe? I don't know, but it all ties together. So I started audio recording and, um, in 2017, when my house was slapped one day, um, that's a crazy story. My house was slapped. I wasn't even home. I used to work Monday and Friday nights. And um, this Monday night, I came home, and it was like 11, which, you know, I came home at the same time. And I walked in the house, and my neighbor texted me. And his woods that are tied to mine right there, his woods are more dense. This guy is also retired army. He's a recluse. He doesn't even know, like I'm into this topic. So this one night, this is what almost made me want, want me to sell my house. Um, I didn't know something slapped my house. My husband didn't tell me because he was in bed. So when I came home at 11, he said, Cindy, is that you? And I was like, yes, of course it's me. Um, so... You know, like, who else is it going to be? Because, you, you know, we, we're always ready. You know, we're armed, like, all the time. So, and he's, you know, he's ex-military. So I just thought that was weird. I was like, of course it's me. So then we, we went to bed, and the next morning when we woke up and he was sitting down at the table, um, he said, hey, something, something slapped the house last night. I was like, what? And for him to tell me this is a big deal because he's not into this topic he just doesn't care. And I was like, where? And he said, well, I don't know. I was sleeping and I heard it. So I ran outside to the area and I looked, but there's so many pine needles. It's hard to find like indentations or anything. And I looked all over the house and I thought, hmm. And then I went to the front of my house and there was these massive handprints on my, the running my running front porch and then the bedroom where my son sleeps, there was the print of the palm and the ends of the, the handprint. They were on my house. And I went, holy crap. And I ran in inside and he's all cool. Like he's going to work. And I was like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to work. I said, there's handprints. There's handprints on the house. <laughs> He's like, Cindy, if they haven't kidnapped you yet, they're probably not going to. I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> I said, that is not funny. He's like, what do you want me to do? There's an AR. I said, an AR's not going to help. I don't want to kill it. He's like, I don't know. You know, he likes to make jokes about it. And then I read my neighbor's text, and that is what pushed me over the edge. I said, oh, crap. And I read it to my husband. He said, hey, heads up. My animals are acting crazy. The My bird, his bird was going back on the porch. He had like a cockatiel. Or, is that a is that a bird, cockatiel? Cockatiel, cockatoo. Yeah. yeah. Cockatoo. Well, he had a bird, and it was going back and forth on its perch, and it was doing this. And um, he had some cats. I don't know if he had a dog at the time. And they were all just acting crazy. So he just sent me this warning. And I was like, oh, my God. 
And I was like, now I was just starting to figure things out at this time. Okay. I didn't know then what I know now, this is 2017. So he left for work and I did not go outside until like 10 AM. And I came back outside and I looked at the handprints on the, on the house. And I called my friend who's a realtor and I said, and he knows, you know, I'm into this because he's in, he's kind of interested. I said, how much can I get from my house? And he's like, why? Because the market wasn't like really good at that time. I said, because, just because, just how much can I get from my freaking house? He's like, what is, <laughs> calm down. I said, listen, Ken, I don't think you freaking, I don't have time to go all into this, but the Sasquatch or, or something is slapping my damn house. And now my neighbor is saying that, you know, something's over there. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down. So at that time he was like, I'll get back to you. And I was in tears. I mean, I'm not kidding you. And then I called Bear in um, Mississippi or Alabama, Alabama. And he's one of the Bigfoot outlaws. And um, I said, I told him what happened and he starts laughing and he's like, you know, he's got a heavy Southern accent. He said, Cindy, how many times have I told you, don't be calling, don't be calling them, them critters from your house. I said, I wasn't calling them. They just fought my down. They just fought my house. And he talked to me. He said, okay, listen, you've lived there since 2004. You've been, you've seen all this stuff. Uh, I think you'll be okay. So I took some photos of the handprints and uh, I sent them to, I sent them to some friends. And then, um, now that was the Monday before Memorial Day. That's how I remember. That's how I, you know, re remember this. And then, um, you know, so my husband came home from work and he heard me on the phone and uh, he said, you want to move? I said, hell yeah. And he said, he said, where are we going to Cindy? Where, where are we going to go? I said, well, we can still live on land, but we don't need to live in the woods. He's like, well, I'm not moving to the city and there's nothing we can't afford. There's nothing else we can afford right now. Um, you know, and if we sell this house, you're going to be done researching. I was like, Hmm. And he was, he meant it. So a couple of days went by and I just dropped it. And then I just thought, okay, I'll be fine. You know, we're still here. So I really started paying attention. And that was when I went out and I bought those audio recorders and I started recording and a whole lot of other things have happened, um, which I can get into. My son has had some encounters, um, some other things that have happened to me are that um, in my audios, I was catching like Indians or Native Americans like dance, like chanting and war, like war drums and things like that. And I, and I was thinking, holy crap, I don't want to, I'm not into ETs. I'm not into UFOs. I mean, I believe in them, but that's, I'm not, I'm not into ghosts. If I can't see it or touch it, I don't want nothing to do with it. So, okay. So, um, for those out there want to hear Cindy's audio, um, you can listen to it right now.
So yeah, that's what she's hearing out there. Um, I have a question regarding the horses. <laughs> you can't say that. So no, well, no, but the, the sounds. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, those, you want to go to the sounds? Those are pretty great. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh okay, okay. You have a question? Nope. Go ahead. Go oh ahead. yeah, I want to ask about the horses. Now they're they're getting their their tails or their manes are being, as you showed me with your hair, being like separated. Why do you think the horses are not like? Why are the horses not like? I, I guess, the lack of a better term, freaking out because you know horses like a thunderstorm or very windy, they'll be a little sketchy. So why not? Maybe you know what, what is your theory on that? You know, there is a theory out there that um, they are, you know, messing with the horses and not in a good way, like molesting them. But I don't believe that because. I think that if they were traumatized, they would they would act like they were traumatized, and they they never acted traumatized. So, whatever they were doing, I don't think it was with ill intent. I think they just were fascinated with them. I don't know because they were always fine. So I don't think it was anything. Now that's here. Um, I do know for a fact in other places um, that there has been some uh, where that theory has been proven. Um, which is kind of disturbing. Uh, yeah, but, um, definitely, definitely. They were always fine. What was oh, that, sorry? What would you say? Excuse me. Oh, I said that they were always fine. The horses never seemed to be traumatized by them oh, handling okay. them. So I, I don't know. Perhaps that the the Bigfoot is treating the the horses more like uh, like a pet, you know, and something along that line of like a toy or something, you know, and and playing with their hair um, and breeding their hair. Yeah, well, um, what I think is that there are different types of these beings. Um, there's, you know, they're like people. There's different types, good and bad, and there's all there's also different races of them, and there are some that are not as ancient like the ones that the ones that live here stop the ones that live here are um they are ancient okay the you they are not like the ones in the south that i dealt with so that's all that i can say about that they are not the same um the ones up here have different abilities that's what i was going to get into next um so with them with them and the horses i think it's different um than it is like in the south where there seems to be a lot more problems with other farm animals um i don't know if that's a fair statement i i don't know but i can only talk about the ones that i've dealt with and they are super ancient the ones that live up here and they're 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 more on the like original like when you start breeding and you start spreading out and you, you know, there's different types everywhere. Um, they are, they are just, they're different. They are, they connect to me. They, 
respect me and my family. Um, they, well, when I say respect, I mean like with the horses. Um, now, I do have a rule um, of when I go out there, I will talk to them and I'll say, do not touch my animals. Do not scare me after that incident. I said, don't be doing anything like that. That's going to scare me or my family. You know, watch over my children. You know, I sound like a crazy person. So they're different up here. It's not like in the South, like, this, like I would not do any of this down there like what I was because I had just such bad experiences. What you're saying is, is like, this is like the original, one of the original bloodlines or the original families almost kind of thing. Like they're, they're, and, and all these other, hmm, I don't want to say breedings, but perhaps like that where they diverge off and the, and this bloodline goes off into a different, uh, different way. And then they, different way of evolution, like a different way of evolving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, they're, they are so different because everything I'm experiencing up here is I, nothing that none of that has happened to me down there. And I, I've even returned and gone on expeditions and it's just like, okay. You know, like you still hear the same roars. I still hear the same, you know, relative sounds, but they, okay. So when I said I was flesh and blood and when I moved up here, I forgot to tell you all that, um, some of the things that were happening, um, I was hearing like my name in the woods, like someone calling my name. We've had some other things happen to where I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, you know, the mountain is called hoodoo. And then in my audios, I'm getting these ghosts, you know, these, you know, these, Native Americans from Lord knows how long ago, you know, these land spirits, whatever you want to call them, that are still here, and they are a part of who we are, and they watch us and interact with us, and they want to connect with you. So they were doing all these crazy things to get my attention, like to change my mind of what was happening and my outlook on them, because I refuse to believe um, in any of the woo, as they call it, I don't like that word, but, um, they are different bloodlines. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but they, the ones up here are like, they're very ancient and they are tied to the elders of, um, like the original elders of the actual Sasquatch beings. So, and what other kind of like the, you said you started to experience more of these, you can, again, you don't like it being called the woo, but what other, you know, takes do you have on that or any of the experiences have you had with that? Okay. So when I started noticing that things were happening, um, I met different people. Like I don't have time to tell you everyone I started meeting, but it was leading up to my preparation to prepare me of the truth at least of what's happening up here. And so um, one day, it was Christmas of, I think, 2017. Um, you know, my kids are all grown now. We were out in our road, and we, my older son's um, girlfriend at the time, she is a photographer, and we took a family photo, and it was really cool. We had all our rifles with us, and we had, you know, it was all snowy outside, and we had, like, our you know, those Alaskan hats on, you know, we just were all furred up and we had our rifles that look really cool. So that photo was 
the jaw dropping moment of what I had to start accepting. Someone saw the photo on Facebook and I'll send it to you. And I used to make fun of her. I was like, Ooh, you cuckoo. You see all these things and I don't see anything. And she said, Hey, there's a wolf above your head. And I was like, what? She said, there's a wolf above or next to your head. I was like, where? And then she showed me the photo. And I was like, are you going to draw a circle around it? No, Hef, I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> she would get so mad. I said, are you going to draw a circle around it? She said, no, stupid. I'm going to blow it up for you. Or she told me to blow it up. And I was like, I, I, and then I said, I see something there. Like when I blew it up and then I blew it up more and I went, and then I saw it. And then I saw everything in the photo. There was things in the trees that look like animals. Like there was this panda bear look like, I'm like, what the frick? Why am I seeing a freaking wolf? I don't, I'm not into wolves. What is this? A dog man? Like, why can't it be a damn Sasquatch? I was seeing, I, th I thought I was crazy. I was like, oh my God, I see it. And it was like finding Jesus, you know, like you want to go out in the road and go, whoa, hold on, look, I see it. Oh my God. And she's like, you have just been baptized, honey. I said, are you serious? Is this what this is? And I was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're seeing some of those things that are at your house, the elementals, whatever. But she's like, that's a dog man. I was like, crap. So now I have a dog man here? She's like, yeah. In fact, it's shape-shifting. It's cloaking, coming into its physical presence like halfway. I was like, this is crazy. So that was the first time that I realized what I was looking at. And then another moment, for example, um, I started taking videos with my phone or with the camera. And so like I'm standing here, if I were like to look in the woods, I don't see anything. But what I do is get my phone and I'll start panning and I'll just take pictures. But I, I'll, I'll say, hey, can I ask again, respect. And I don't always remember. Can I take your picture? Will you show yourself to me, please? Well, one day I was out of my front yard and my, I had this dog, her name is Star. She died uh, just very recently. She was a big Malamute and she was going through this bush and it's this bush that the moose love to eat in wintertime. They will hop the fence and they will go all over into my backwoods and they will eat this plant. So I was watching her and then I heard like this command Film me. What? I got my camera like as if someone else was doing my body. And I got, I know it sounds crazy, but this is a this is the truth. I just started taking filming her, filming it. And then this time I was looking at it and I could see the backside, like the shape of a Sasquatch, and it was sitting down in this bush. And it was just sitting there, and I could see. Its head, you know, was the, not like that, but like a little. Right. And it was ma massive. And Star walked right through. I was like, what is happening? And then I closed my phone. And then I went inside the house. And then I came back out. 
And, uh, well, of course it was gone, but before I went in the house, I kind of like went like this with my phone and I really tried to keep my eye on it. It's like seeing that movie predator when it's sitting in the tree, you know, that alien and it's there halfway there and you can see it. Like if you can see it, you can really see it. Then you see it stealth move. I had my phone and I was turning like this and then I could see like the part of its face and it looked like I could see its jaw and it was just sitting there just going like it was chewing on something and I'm like okay I've really got to call a psychiatrist and I ran into the house and I sat down and I remember this is crazy and so things like that were happening like right in my face you know a lot of people don't have it like how it happened to me Things like that were happening to me. And then I would get, I would, uh, I would put out my audio and I would get just all kinds of crap, like spirits, like talking, the war drums, the, like the maracas, you know, sounding something like a snake uh -huh. or like a rattle. And I would hear a lot of mechanical sounds Yes, and a lot of mechanical sounds. 2, 3 a.m. out in the woods, and those are related to, I think, dog math. Right. Like, that's why I don't need that. So, I have dog man here. I have Sasquatch. I have land spirits. I have ETs. I have portals. I've had two people remote view my home. Jessica Jones did it. I have her show. Um, there's two parts to that show. And she remote viewed what happened to me and my, my partner at that area where we got hit up with infrasound um, on a different level. But um, she said that we got ra radiation poisoning was the data that she got in her remote viewing. Um, and I was like, radiation poisoning? How is that tied to infrasound? So you're, you're the first person that has asked about if I thought that could be radiation, which is really weird. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you about the mechanical sounds. Could you describe those? Because we, we're we trying to figure this out. We're running into these. We've heard about these on and, other and podcasts. And your connection saying with Dogman, I, I think, is, is partly true. Uh, <clears throat> from what we've been hearing is more of it's attached to portals opening and closing. Yes, kind of circulating around Dogman, but... Could it be – so if you could describe these uh, mechanical sounds, we'd love to hear what you can – you know, your best description of it. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes um, I will hear, you know, with if my window is open um, or I'll catch it on audio. And I – you know what? I thought it was my neighbor just like – let's say he's – if there was like pots and pans hanging somewhere, you hear like just a – chaos and then you hear like a like machinery and but it's not really machine i really can't describe it to you but it's like just like mechanical sounds like is somebody okay. doing some who is doing work at 2 a.m and then i look over there and um no my neighbor five acres over there's nothing going on well nobody i don't have neighbors like at, at that time across the street I had 10 acres open where they would um, spy on me across the street. Um, sometimes it would happen at like midnight or two or three in the morning. Um, it just sounded like somebody was working in their shop and like just different sounds like metal. I don't know how to, it was like metal and 
like saws or like clanking, like a combination of all that. And then like it just stopped. And so what's your, what's your take on that, you know, and that relation to being possibly related to some sort of portals? I know you said there's portals opening up. What do you feel about that correlation between those two? You know, maybe these large sounds and possibly portals opening and closing. Well, um, I never thought about that being, you know, where they, where it could be related until you talked to, until you just mentioned it right now. I've never, I've never even heard that where that could be related to a portal, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, I do know I have things that go through, through the back there. I've, I've got a Dogman audio. Um, I don't think I've sent it to y'all. Um, but that's a, I, that would make total sense to me. I don't know. I've never discussed that theory with anyone or, or have heard of that either. Well, this is a first on the Lost Frequency podcast. <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> yeah. I know that was, that's, that's a lot of, that's, a lot, that's a lot to take in. So is your husband experiencing any of this or is he just kind of like, or is he just like ignoring it? Like you know, if I don't, if I ignore it, it's not happening. So my husband does not care for this topic. So if like, if I were to see a Sasquatch cross right now, I probably would not go in and tell him. I would be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. But um, when I get really, really excited, I'll tell him things and he'll be like, you know, he's trying to like he has interest, but he doesn't. He has experienced a couple of things. He had an encounter in Oklahoma on horseback. Um, he was horseback riding with two other friends. I couldn't go because I was pregnant or something. So... So he's had an encounter. He was just going down a trail and it went to the left, the fire lane was straight ahead. And there was one standing outside of a tree and it was just watching him that the, uh, our two friends had gone first. Um, cause I had, I was praying and praying for him to have an encounter. This is before we moved up here because I was gone all the time and it was causing problems. He was like, where, where are you going now? I'm like, I'm going on an expedition. Don't kill me. Um, so he had that encounter. It was just standing outside of the tree line. And he was like, it's not a bear. It was gray, white and black or something. But it, it, there was white or gray in there that I remember. And it just turned around and walked into the woods after he clearly saw it. And it was bipedally. So, you know, he said he had, he saw one and that's that. Don't ask him again about it. <laughs> so he has heard them here on this property. Um, they will go off at night. One night, for example, um, this was actually like 2021. I had three big dogs and we have those collars on them, on two of them, because they would take off my lab and my Australian shepherd would take off. So we had to buy him the collars. So on this one night, um, we had the windows open. It was summertime, you know, it gets like in the forties and fifties here at night. So, um, we could hear them going off and they were going off and all they want to do is be acknowledged. So I was like, okay, I don't know what's got y'all so riled up. So I walk out to my back porch and I just sat down. Now I did not notice that my dogs were missing. So I was sitting on my back porch and they were going off and I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. So please be quiet. And I went inside and they, they, they got louder. I was like, 
what the heck? But I had taken like something to go to sleep. So I was, I passed out. So the next morning I realized my dogs were gone. I was like, except for the, my Malamute, she doesn't take off. I was like, that's what y'all were trying to, they were trying to tell me my dogs had taken off. And then I walked outside my, um, my door and one of the dog's collars was taken off and it was sitting there. And then on, on the, on the ground were in my driveway. And I was like, shoot. So I picked it up and then automatically I heard like sticks breaking and it's broad daylight. So they are telling me, you know, we took off the collar, I think from the dog. I said, why would you do that? Why would you take off the freaking collar? And then the dogs are taken off. Well, I found out why. We found the dogs later that day. And Ace, my Australian shepherd, who had on the collar that was taken off, the collar was broken. And it was shocking him every 15 seconds or every 30 seconds. Oh, wow. And so they took it off. And then he took off. And then I got a new collar and I was like, okay, I think you guys were trying to tell me that the collar was broken and I'm a jerk because he was being shocked. I said, I'm sorry. I, I know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. So we got him a new collar because the other one couldn't be fixed. And after that, they settled down and Ace didn't get out. He still got out, but not as often. So that's another example, like how things that they do, um, for me, um, so my husband has heard them. He has seen the footprints. He has seen outside of my bedroom window where my house was slapped on the other side where I sleep. Like there is a trail that goes out of the woods along the fence line underneath my window and it loops back and goes into the woods. So a lot of the times, uh, if they haven't done it lately, they will come out of the woods and there's a trail back there, come out of the woods, go underneath my window and kind of like brush the, and I'd be like, okay, I hear you. Now that was only a handful of times, but there is a trail there. And then there's a separate game trail. So they would literally come out of the woods and then they were also climbing over my front, my fence because the, the fence was pushed down, like where someone was crossing over it. Um, now, some people have asked me, well, if, if you think that they have these abilities, why would they, in their physical form, climb over the, climb over this fence, like just lift their leg up and go over because it, it's kind of like pushed down and, uh, and it's like a ranch fence. And um, I said, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but clearly something has been climbing over the fence why they would go there, I don't know, but it goes directly into that side of the woods. So, you know, I don't know, but there's a lot of things that don't add up here. And, um, you know, so he's, he's heard them. He has not seen them. I have seen them in the flesh here, um, at night during the day was, I have not, but I can hear them. And, I can tell you why I have not seen them during the day because they know my fear level. They know, and that's what I was told by some of the elders here. Um, they said, they know your fear, your fear level and they know what you can take. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. So he has not seen any of them 
like in the flesh or anything, but he has experienced the other encounters like hearing and seeing the footprints and things like that. Okay. So do you feel like, so, so it's kind of like a soft disclosure, you know, it's like a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, just slowly getting your, your feet wet kind of thing. It's just being gentle with it uh, is what they're doing. They're just being gentle. Yes. Um, and yes. And, um, you know, some other things that have happened are because I was like, well, just show yourself already. Okay. Well, they won't show themselves to me. Um, only, um, Keela, well, there's a female, I, I named her Keela. I don't know if that's her, her real name or not, but, um, we've had so many dogs that have come and gone, you know, that have died and we have a pet cemetery. So, um, Keela, I heard her the first time in 2000, I think 2005. So I was here about almost a year. And then my husband's unit got called to go to Iraq. And my husband was over the 321st engineer battalion, um, up here and his job is to get the guys ready to go in the motor pool. So that's his job, to get them ready to go wherever they need to go. So um, one night, uh, my husband and me had been gone, and he was not at his office all day. This is when he was active duty. And when we came back, the phone rang, and it was um, the commander's wife. And me and her are best friends today. But at that time, um, I we were kind of like new, new friends and she, she knows I'm into all this. She called me and she said, Hey, um, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And like, that's a weird statement. She goes, you haven't heard. And then my stomach just twisted. Cause I knew what she was going to say. She's like, it's official dude. They're going to Iraq or wherever. I was like, no, I, we have no, we, he was, he was not at work today. He was not at the, 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 at the 321st. And she's like, yeah, it's official. I'm like, <sighs> so she said her husband wanted to talk to my husband, the, you know, phone chain of command. So I called my husband in and he had heard a little bit of, and I handed him the phone and I was trying not to cry. <laughs> I was trying not to cry. And I, closed the, the cabinet and I handed him the phone and, you know, to him, it's no big deal. It's just another day. He's already been to Iraq once. So it's no big deal. And I'm thinking, I'm going to go feed the horses. And he's on the phone. It's, it's dark. And I came out back here to feed my animals behind this building. This building wasn't here. And it was so dark. And like now we have a shop, we have lights everywhere. At that time we were poor. We didn't have like a, a lot of the stuff we have now. So, um, my horses came cause they knew what we were going to feed them. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it was starting to hit me. So I went behind our barn and I sat down and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I had all these things going through my head. Okay. I'm going to go back to Texas, Texas. I'm gonna, and I started like freaking out. And then I said, okay, stop. Because one of the first things they teach you in family support is to that we have to, there has to be a system there of sisterhood or spousehood, whatever you want to call it. And to be ready, that's why they call it family readiness. So I got, I pulled myself together and then all of a sudden I heard a coming. I was like, I jumped up. I had heard that like two times in East Texas where there was always a lot of uh, females around. Um, and we've heard that like that. Ooh. 
and I jumped up and I ran I ran back to the light because I was in back of the barn and I had like the edge of the light hitting me and I could see my husband. He had got off the phone and I was like, what was that? And then I heard it again. I, I heard, I heard cooing, more cooing. And then I heard her like leaving. Um, and I just thought like, wow, that was my first time that I heard the cooing noise on my property here. So Keela is a female that comes around. She's come around, uh, you know, here and there. And she, she always seems to come around when something happens, like if a pet dies or if we bury a dog and, you know, the kids are out there crying or we had a horse that died, you know, another time my husband was having surgery, you know, I heard her come around and, you know, just make a couple of noises out back. And so one thing I've noticed is that each one of them have a signature feeling about them. So I can feel when she comes in, whether it's by her letting me know, by crashing sounds, or by some of the things that she'll do, like her cooing, or the softer side of her, um, I can also feel when there's more than one coming around, not necessarily just her, but it's a signature feeling and that each one is different. And then as a collective, that's a, that's a different feeling too. And people find that very interesting because people will ask me all the time, do you mind speak with them? I don't mind speak like that. What I have is I have they communicate to me through feelings and then I'll, something will pop into my head. So in relation to that feeling, that's how I understand what they're trying to tell me. Does that make sense? Yes. 100%. It kind of can, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of what uh, Scott was saying to us last week as well, um, where it was a, or Scott was saying to us uh, previously where, you know, he was, he was being, given emotions, you know, he was being flooded with emotions. So th that is amazing. That's an amazing story. I know we're getting closer to our end, uh, Cindy. I know we got to wrap this up here soon, but tell us what your thoughts are on what you believe uh, Sasquatch Bigfoot is like, what do you feel it is now? Okay. So <clears throat> there's so much that I have not been able to tell you. Um, what I have learned and discovered through personal experience living on my property and from coming from a flesh and, um, you know, flesh and blood standpoint to my conversion is because all this has happened to me. Um, the things that I have discovered are that they are an ancient race. And um, have you heard of Dr. Melba Ketchum? No, I have not. Okay, so she did a study. Um, and I will send you the, the info. Um, and it's very, it's a very controversial study that she did. Um, so basically she got DNA samples and this was over 10 years ago. She presented the study and, um, she, because she is a, a, a veterinarian, but she also worked for, um, other big or organizations like the FBI or the CIA, I, one of those, I don't know. But she has her recommendations of how important she is as a person. You know, she did this study and she got all these DNA samples and they are a, they're an ancient race. They are um, a people 
the the female um so the the description on the markers for the mom side is that it's human okay they don't know who the daddy is basically so they okay. are a form of an ancient people now are they tied to ETs? Are they tied to the, you know, I don't know. But they are not apes. They are not creatures. There are different types. I do believe some of them are inbred. Some of them have less capabilities than others. So your opinion is they're not flesh and blood. You're kind of, sorry, sorry. I, I know. I just wanted to get back to that. So you're not flesh and blood. You believe that they are an ancient race, and which is amazing. They are flesh and blood, but they are also... Um, capabilities of the woo, basically, to, to put it, but yes, in a nutshell. Thank you, Cindy, so much for being on. We really appreciate this, and can you tell us, uh, our listeners, where they can find you again? Facebook, Cindy Ann, Good Break. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Sasquatch Sisters Northwest, but message me, and I will give you the link. All right, that was Cindy, and I want to thank her that was amazing. So Cindy, thanks so much for coming on, sharing your experiences and, you know, with all the research you've done and all the information that you provided, it was great. And I really enjoyed the part about the DNA uh, sequencing. I, for me personally, this is my personal opinion. You can have your own as well. I found it to be the exciting and, and to maybe, to maybe put something tangible on something that we've perceived so far as being intangible and uh and i also want to thank you also for your audio files so that the listeners out there can also hear what you have been hearing yeah i agree and yeah. that was it was great you know and they're you know very haunting as well yes and the cloaking she's that she was able to see the cloaking yeah and some of the things she's experiencing out there you know because, one, one thing we didn't dive in too far though and i would have liked to like like Cindy has so many, you know, like stories, experiences, and, you know, she's a great storyteller. I just, we just ran out of time. And, and again, Cindy, sorry for cutting you short there. We did run out of time. But, you know, when she started talking about the hearing the natives drumming in the background, you know, that, what do you feel? Do you feel that it's like spirits in the area or, you know, is it a, I have so many questions about this. Is it spirits or is it a thinning of the veil and you're kind of accessing a different reality or is it a crossover in time? Like, you know, like of times gone past. So you're kind of like, you know, we were talking about earlier about like the, this time travel. Is that possibly like some sort of time travel where it's I like audio know. time travel? I don't know because you know, when, when it comes to hauntings and things of that nature, there's always like this resonance left behind. Yeah. So why couldn't a place like Mount Hoodoo, I think she called it. Yeah, Hoodoo? Mount Hoodoo. Which reminds me of a game I used to play back in um, GameCube. On GameCube. Okay. I used to play with the gun. I think it was called Gun. And you used to fight this guy named Hoodoo. Uh, at the end. How do you do? No. Hoodoo? Who do you do? Who do you do? Okay, terrible. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying. To, I'm trying. I'm trying, folks. You hear it, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of fail in a trying no, right it's now. A, yeah, it's... um. I wanted to ask about elementals. What are elementals? Maybe, hey. So, well. Hey, our people, dude, our, our, our listeners, explain to Tom, Mr. Mr. You know, Ten Thumb Tom, mm -hmm. what is an elemental? I mean, what is that exactly? So, what, what is your elementals opinion? are connected to 
the earth you know there's fire elementals there's air elementals there's earth elementals um and now speaking of elementals for this area and i'd written this down is the alushas for the area that we're in Uh alushas are considered actually elementals so you know which could be you could classify elementals in my opinion like fairies gnomes those are elementals interesting so Okay, do you, you know a little bit about the allure of the Aleutians? Like, not the allure. What's the word? The lore? Lore, not allure. <laughs> the allure you, they, they're brings like, you to they're the They're like lore. very attractive little people. Okay? Everyone, they're, they're, ev- everyone <laughs> needs love. <laughs> so, um, well, I will say, so my, my father-in-law has some land, and he has a gentleman, a Mayan gentleman, who comes and helps him on the land to, to keep it under... I don't know because like after when the rainy season starts, everything starts to grow, and you, you think, need help. And to, you guys think in the north because that's where we're from. Oh, it grows here like crazy. You are wrong. Yeah, you, I, I would say some of the vegetation grows an inch a day. Oh, say more. It's crazy. I mean, I mean ridiculous. Yeah, like but, I used to cut my grass last year when I lived at the other place before I moved out to where I live, and I'd have to cut the grass literally three times a week. Yeah, it, it grows so fast during the rainy season. Now, when it hits dry season. The hot, dry. Of course, it's everything is stunted and you're, or dead. You can catch up. That's when you catch up on everything. Yeah, um, well, you got to paint that garage finally, so you get a chance to do it, right? <laughs> but I mean, like on like clearing vegetation, you know, it's like, oh, I can finally catch up. But so anyway, back to back to the back, back to, to the, the story. Yeah, let's bring her back. Yeah. Um, so Ismael is his name, and he has seen these Alushas. They're little people, and he's saying like smaller than children, smaller than children. You know, maybe foot and a half, two feet high, but they're they're kind of like chubbier, like like a, a cherub. You know the cherub, like those angels, the cherub angels? The the, like yes, that. yeah, kind of like Cupid. Okay. Those are kind of like cherubs. So kind of like that type of more like roundish, um, naked as well. He says they were, he saw one, it was naked. It so was peeking like, around a tree. <laughs> so they're like diabetic little people. Possibly. <laughs> maybe like... Type two. <laughs> type, yes, okay, there we go. Type two diabetes. Yes. Diabetes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I heard things because uh, I was talking to a uh, the mechanic, the one yeah. that fixed my car, the new one that I was uh, working with, and he was uh, he was an avid hunter, and we talked about some things. He showed me some pictures. He's very proud of you know what he's done in the past. And he asked me, uh, no, I was asking him about Lucius. Yeah. And he was telling me mostly near mountains. Okay. And you know that on my property, I have a small little mountain. Yes, you do. And he says you'll be out there. You'll be hunting, and a rock will be thrown at you. Uh, which already, happened to you already. I've already experienced that, so maybe I have them. So, okay. So maybe I have them. You have I've a crew already, of Alushas. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're out there spray-painted. They're, they're, they're like villains. They're like, a, you know, what's it called? Well, I wouldn't say villains. What's the word? Oh, villains. the minions. Yeah, like, like, you know how young kids, they used to be? I can't think of the word. Hoodlums. Yeah, hoodlums. Yeah, hoodlums. Hoodwinks. Uh, <laughs> but I've heard about this um, thing, I guess you would say. Yeah. To use big words. Uh <laughs> <laughs> where they, they they make a little house yeah and if you have the door open they're allowed into your property but if you close the door not what do you, what do you know about that have you heard of this no um so hmm so i do know that it's kind of like gnomes it, it could be considered like gnomes you put like a little gnome house out and it's good it's good luck to have them there it, it's kind of good luck to attract gnomes into your life Really? Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't know much of what you're talking about. Daddy, what it, daddy, don't, daddy don't want no gnomes. Okay, yes. I don't want them. 
Yeah, but uh, the things that she's experiencing on her property, I think I think it's also you experience also what you are ready to perceive. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you on that one. Like because she did she did say that she was a little bit apprehensive or a little bit sometimes a little bit afraid and maybe and she was saying like that's why she hasn't really maybe fully had these full engagements during the day and she was really afraid because the one that smacked the house and left the handprint yep. which is really funny because that's reminiscence reminiscent of uh, uh, uh mothman the ex- yeah. mothman the chris, destroyer chris and linda with chris and him with his uh big sword ready, running around yeah ready the, to the, chop off the head of a bigfoot with a yeah and, and then he she was saying <laughs> dragging the bigfoot was dragging his fingers along the outside of the of the house which is the same thing which we heard with like jason, jason. Yes. so they, they they do a lot of similar things that's really weird they're just they're kind of creepy a little bit like, and if you haven't listened to these episodes, please review. Go back and listen. Go back them. and listen to the library of episodes. Yeah, we have a bunch of things. We have a we have a new. Uh, uh, I, I I was able to drop our episode that came out yesterday, and put it into a green room group in Paris and Europe, where I was stationed or lived for years for comedy, trying to find some comedy gigs. And this person was like, "Hey, this is awesome stuff. Hey, what do you got?" And I was like, "Hey, come to our Facebook page, which is right." The Lost Frequency Podcast. And? That's our Facebook page. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dropping the ball this one. To, and I'm Rai Voss, so you can message me on that I have one. to finish the sentence, Rai. Look, another light in the sky, Rai. It's a, it's a plane. <laughs> yeah. That one is definitely a plane. That's definitely a plane. Yeah, so so this this lady, this, this person, she was like, oh, cool, I'm looking for good content. And we have tons of good content. Well, we This is episode good. 19. Yeah. That means you got 18 others to listen to. And we have a plethora yeah. of many different experiences. A slew. A slew. So to speak. A slew, if you will, yeah. uh, of different things that you can listen to. And by the way, if it's you kind have, of a smorgasbord, too. You know, yeah, it's, it's a little a, bit of this, a little bit of that. I, You know, we have a little, maybe a little more of the... the it's a buffet. Buffet <laughs> of paranormal. And, and like, you know, th- when I hear the word paranormal, I always lean towards like ghosts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think paranormal actually encompasses it all does it not or to me it sounds like a messed up normal because you have like paraplegic and stuff like that mm-hmm. I'm sorry. so i always think of like ghost in wheelchairs for some reason i do not know why okay okay interesting it's interesting. i think it's i think i'm somewhere on some type of spectrum you guys figure out which spectrum it is and where i am but that's <laughs> what's going on with old tommy boy here but anyhow stories we're looking for them you got them we want them yeah yeah, don't be afraid to drop them. What's that email, Rye? The Lost Frequency Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> this sounds like a, a monster it. truck. Um, yeah, like, it's like like come out to the come out to the arena this this weekend and see this week. Yeah, this come weekend, out and see Carzilla. Come and see Carzilla. Big, no, Bigfoot. Yeah, but yes. Grave Digger. No, no, but no, we got, we got to do things like that. Was the name? No, no, I know, but I'm like trying to go with like Bigfoot or oh. Yo, hot man. But well, why not grave digger? Paranormal uh, cemetery. I guess. I guess. You drop the ball, right? No. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like Bigfoot was good, and then what else is there? What else could we go and with? And it truly does spike when I laugh. Or werewolf. Oh, that would be cool. Like, where is it? Yeah, where? I imagine a werewolf is somewhere with Waldo. Anyhow. Yeah. Uh, He's hiding up in that area. I have a. I have. You can. PM me. It still sounds bad, even if I go slow. Anyway, you can direct message me 
on Facebook at Tom Franklin or Rivas. And you can tell us anything you want to tell us. Please get on our Facebook preferably, page. Preferably like crazy stories. You know, you can tell us anything you want to. You'd be like, you know, when I was five, mm-hmm. I stole a candy from the grocery store. Yeah, okay, you can tell us that if you want. Sure, but sure. Maybe tell us that like, the, the candy was floating through the air and then it mm-hmm. went into your pocket and you didn't do anything. But that at was least, more interesting. At least wait about 10 years because the statute of limitation on stealing is theft and I will turn you <laughs> Tom. Tom. Hey, hey, I'm a lawman too. Oh my. Uh, Tom. oh my God. Tom Law. You're the far... Oh God. What? I'm you... corny too. Yeah, but you're not a lawman. No, I'm you're, definitely not. You wouldn't turn somebody I'm in for taking more of a candy. Rebel. I'm definitely more of a rebel. I don't know. It depends on how much candy. You what? know, if you take caramel, I really what, like what, caramel. What about sampling? What about the, you know, what they call that grazing when you sample, you sample the, the stuff in the, the bulk section. Try to do that here and see what happens. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, like, you know, what would you think that's stealing? If, let's say, say I go, I'm like, is this candy any good? And I try one. Mm, no, let me well, try know, this one. You know, like when you get like a, like, there would be products that you could buy in a supermarket and it'll say 20% free. So you, that that's the free part. I'm just taking the free shit. Okay, so you take 20% of it and you just leave the that rest? That could be a shampoo bottle, just squeeze it out on the floor and be like, <laughs> just weigh it before and you after. You got like be little baggies, accurate. got little baggies. 20% free. Hey, yeah, that's, my, that's my stuff. A couple of grapes, <laughs> make a sandwich. You know, whatever, let's go. Fair enough. Yeah, no, don't do that, guys. Don't. I'm not, I'm not promoting theft of any type, unless you really want to. Um... <laughs> Unless you want to, <laughs> unless you want to steal Tom's heart. Ooh. Oh, sorry, it's already been stolen. Oh. Oh, uh, I think so. Anyhow, uh, that's too personal at the moment. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Any, anything else? Anything else? Any call to action you want to do? No, I. You know, I'm. I just want people to you know reach out to us and message us. You know, we are going to come. We're you know around this time. I think we're coming into the point where we're going to be saying. You know, we want to name our listeners. Ooh. We, you know, and so we have a couple of names that we've been tossing back and forth between Tom and I, and we'll put them out there. Uh-huh. We'll make a poll, but feel free to add your own names, you know, your own ideas of like, you know, what what these people should be called. Like, you know, like uh, we'll go tinfoil hats. You, you know, these the, people, huh? There are people. <laughs> there are people. These people, of course, these people, they're great people. Yeah, these are our people. But like, you know, like tinfoil hats, you know, they're called the swarm, you know, he calls everybody the swarm. Well, that's not where we're going to go, but we got some cool ideas. I have have one that I I like it. I I like that one. There's one that I really like. Yeah. And we'll put them up there. But remember, if you have a good one and more people vote on it, we're going to definitely have the final say, of course. But if it sticks, then it sticks. We could veto it. We, we could we have veto power, and then. But I don't like that though. That's no, but, a, me and, but me and Rice, it's a it's not really it's a good governmental system between you and me. Mm. The only way I guess we could do it is like an arm wrestling or something. If I really like one and you like the other, sure. Or, but left handed and right handed. Ooh, that way, that way. Then if it goes fifty fifty, I guess we have to do push ups or something. Oh, I don't we'll know. figure it out. I've been uh, just to let you know, I've been practicing my push ups. Oh, doing push ups now. Starting to. Because my, my, my tummy seems to be expanding a little bit from all that sweet bread I've been eating. And I'm, uh, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to start. Uh, I don't think it's expanding. I think it's like falling down. Uh, yeah, it does that, doesn't it, it's at like, this age? Like, it's kind of like women with their, you know, and my. Don't my, you. My, don't you. My dare, guts. My, my don't guts going you down. dare. <laughs> all women are beautiful. And like I said in the past, Christina Aguilera said so. Anyhow, right. So. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, I think so. Think? I think so. Sure. So. Thanks once again out there for listening to us. We appreciate, each and every, we appreciate each and every one of you. And remember, you're listening to The Lost Frequency, where we bring the periphery into focus. 
But I was going to circle back. I was going to be like, you know, that's thanks. why I asked you. But I was going to say thanks to each and every one of you. Yeah, and maybe each and every one of you, you might be found on the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery into focus. Yeah. Oh, you want to try it now? Okay, let's try. Or it. Or did we just do it? Uh, I, I think we just did it. Okay, we'll just. Okay, do it. and then we're just gonna let's fade off and cue music now. We close with good night, good luck, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. the cause of freedom.